Conscious Contemplation. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm Amelia Finn, and today I am bringing you an interview with Scott Martin. Scott is the founder of Bonsai Matsu. He has his own podcast called Bonsai Stuff, and definitely check that out after this if you enjoy what he has to offer. He is so passionate and has made this into his full-time work and does so much for the community. And so in this podcast, we talk about way more than just bonsais. We talk about its benefits on our mental health and well-being, as well as the links between bonsai lessons that apply to life which was definitely my favorite part what was your favorite part let us know over at conscious contemplations instagram i'd love to hear your feedback and now let's get into the episode Welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for joining us via Zoom in Melbourne. And you're here today to contemplate bonsais for us. So if you're you know, new to bonsais or if you're experienced, I'm sure everyone can take something away from today. So thank you so much for coming on. No, no problem. Thanks for having me. So um, how did you get into your journey with bonsais? So I'm, I'm 50 now and I remember... First being involved with bonsai, seeing bonsai as a, as a young kid, um, maybe I think it was around about a 10-year-old mark, 12-year-old, something like that, and um, walking through a shopping centre with my grandfather and he actually bought me a, a little little tree. I think it was a juniper back then, which I think is really common and just a pot, and that sort of got me started. And it didn't take me very long to kill that one. Um, and then when I was about 18, I suppose, I drove past a, um, a bonsai show and I stopped in, had a look, and I was amazed. And from that point on, I was absolutely smitten with them. So I was amazed that someone could take a tree in miniature and make it look like something I'd seen in the wild or something I thought of or evoked an emotion that I'd had from seeing something in the in the wild or in, you know, in a book or something or a movie or something like that. So that was where I started with, um, with Bonsai. And it, um, it grew like a wildfire, to be honest, um, where I was spending a lot of time from that point on trying to acquire knowledge and um, buying bonsais. And that's really quite a common story for most people that start in yeah. bonsai. It spreads really, really fast. And um, back then, you know, it's a long time ago, it's prior to the, the internet, and I was um, was struggling for, for information and um and for knowledge, I suppose that was the that was the keenest where I was most keen was trying to find out how to how to look after these trees because I didn't like the fact that I couldn't make them perfect or I couldn't keep them healthy for very long periods of time. And I went down the path of um, joining bonsai clubs and meeting people and doing workshops and all that sort of stuff. And I found that one of the biggest um, mistakes I suppose I made in the early days was inconsistency of my approach and chopping and changing how I looked after my trees and and sort of putting putting a tree on my time frame as opposed to their own time frames because the trees that we use for bonsai are designed to live forever so if we look after them correctly um, then they should they should outlast us and our kids and our grandkids and and, and so on so um, I uh, I really struggled with that fact and uh, got to a point where my life started to change and got an offer to move from Melbourne up to Queensland for a couple of years. 
and um, left my bonsais at home, the ones that I hadn't already killed by that stage with with um, with flogging them to death, basically. And, <laughs> um, yeah, lived, lived in Queensland for a couple of years and left them in the care of my father who um, who killed half of them and put the other half in the ground because he didn't like bonsai at the time. And, <laughs> um, and so, yeah, I, I sort of turned my back on bonsai and that would have been when I was about oh, 20, 22 or 23 or something like that, I suppose, and then came back and... Um, my then wife, uh, now wife, um, got uh, pregnant with our first daughter and we were moving into a house and I came across a box that had some bonsai stuff in it, my bonsai scissors and, and whatnot, and I got them out and thought I'm going to recommence my bonsai journey and um, and the wheels started turning again, joined bonsai clubs, read books. I've got a similar things. sort of story, yeah. <laughs> and I did the same thing. I started I started on this path of chopping and changing my approach to, to bonsai yeah. and that's when I really really got frustrated this time because I was doing exactly the same thing as what I'd done in the past. Mm-hmm. So then I, um, then I changed. I actually went to Japan to study bonsai in, um, in Nagoya and a nursery called Achien. Um, did a short-term study there for a couple of months and um, that opened up my eyes significantly and I found consistency and I went back to Japan studying for um, over a seven-year period wow. every year going back and learning different techniques and, um, and we want to go to Japan it's on yeah. our to-do list and I should also mention to the audience that I have Kyle with me today so if you hear his voice that is who's <laughs> with <everyone>. <laughs> yeah. and um he's the reason we wanted the bonsai master here <laughs> he is what would you call yourself Bonsai enthusiast. Amateur. Amateur. Enthusiast. Let's go with enthusiast. There we go. I'm more the amateur amateur who knows nothing. And (laughs) if someone like me is listening, how would you, like, what would you say a bonsai is? Because I first thought a bonsai was a type of tree. (laughs) And he's like, what are you on about? No, bonsai is... What what is it? Please tell yeah, us so, in your so, explanation. Yeah, yeah. So so one of one of the, the common thoughts is that um, bonsai are special. They're magic seeds, or they they grow in a certain, or there's something unique about them. They're not. They're just a tree in a pot. That's basically what bonsai is. Bonsai is a tree in a pot. Um, and if you take, for instance, an apple tree and you, you turn that into a bonsai, then the fruit on the apple tree doesn't suddenly miniaturize because the tree's small in a pot. <laughs> the, the fruit stays full size. And yeah. not a people not a, not, a, not a lot of people understand that concept. But it is. It's just purely that we take trees and there's there's certain species which do grow better as bonsai or are more common as bonsai. But there's a lot of lot of trees that um especially Australian natives now that we're using as bonsai, uh, that are that are loving pot culture. And by that I mean something that can that can live and, and not just live in a in a bonsai pot, but actually flourish. You know, you don't want something just to survive as a bonsai. You want it to do exceptionally well. Um, and everything that we do with our bonsai is designed around making them better than what they would be on their own in the in the dirt. So, um, yeah, bonsai is, is basically taking a, a tree, not a plant, a tree, and and keeping it in a pot and making sure that you as its provider give it exactly what it needs when it needs it. And that's, that's the simple foundation. Yeah, amazing. Thank you for that, Scott. Can I ask, when you went to Japan mm-hmm. before that, did you think you were going to da- go down this career path? No, or... no, no. So, no, no, no not at all. Um, so my, my life now as a bonsai professional um, is 
brilliant. I love it, to be honest. Yeah, it's probably the best so thing good. that I've done, and I can't believe I waited this long to do it. But no, no, no. So when I when I first went to Japan, it was it was purely at a time in my life where, um, you know, this this bonsai bug was under my skin, and and I just wanted I just wanted to learn. You know, I don't I wanted to throw myself into not only um, the bonsai themselves, but also the the cultural side of it, and and immerse myself in in. Um, what I thought at the time, and I still believe, you know, Japanese bonsai is, is some of the best bonsai in the world. There are other other places around the world that do brilliant bonsai, but for me at that time, Japan was like the the homeland for it. So, um, no, I went there with no inkling of of starting my bonsai business, bonsai matsu. It was only after I think um, the second trip, or it might have been the end of the first trip where I remember being on the plane, I think it was on the way home from the first trip, and I thought, you know, I'd written I'd written a, a, a plethora of notes while I was while I was there about everything, all my learnings and my experiences and the cultural stuff. And I thought, imagine if I could take this like a magic elixir and bottle it up for someone and say, these are the foundation rules on keeping a bonsai alive and having it thrive in any circumstance. And and that's where it suddenly thought, well, I could because if someone had given me the, um, you know, this secret formula, which is not that secret, but if someone had, had educated me, made earlier, it simple, yeah, 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 life would have been a lot, a lot happier and healthier. So that's where that's where bonsai matsu evolved from, and then from there, every trip um, became another building block on the the bonsai journey for me. That then became another segment in in what I offer um, as education to to people. Um, an insight into sort of expanding their knowledge. Yeah. Okay. Um, just on the name of bonsai mats, what does bonsai matsu mean? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So yeah, yeah. So so matsu uh, is is based around Japanese word for pine. So okay. kuro matsu yeah. is is black pine. So kuro pine matsu. Uh, sorry, kuro black and matsu pine. So, um, yeah. and I uh, I love. I love the pines as a as a bonsai. I do have I've got about four hundred odd bonsai, um, high quality bonsai <laughs> in my yard now. Oh yeah, of my own that I that I maintain. I bet you don't leave anyone in charge of those now if you go away. <laughs> no, no, but there there are there are ways that I can I can get away and and I have to be able to travel. Um, so I've yes. got remote systems that I can use to to facilitate that sort of thing. Um, yeah. but they are definitely part of the part of the family. But yeah, that's where that's where bonsai matsu came from. There was lots of different things that I was um, was was thinking about, and I had I've got three beautiful daughters, and I remember uh, bonsai matsu started. I think it was about seven or eight years ago now, when it got formalised and got rolling. And I remember sitting around with them all, and I had a big list of different names, and I said, "Now, what about this one, bonsai matsu?" And everyone, including my wife, said, "No, it sounds stupid." I went, "Yeah, well, that's going to be what it is." <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's it's more it's more what it means. To me, and sort of where my my bonsai journey started, because um, the uh, the bonsai nursery in ITN uh, in Nagoya at ITN that I studied at is a is a pine a black pine specialist nursery, which is why mm. I I wanted to go and study there as well. So it all sort of stemmed from that. That's Absolutely. beautiful, and I, I love the name of your podcast too. So bonsai so good stuff. bonsai stuff, bonsai <laughs> stuff. Yeah. So with Perfect. the podcast, the podcast sort of evolved from the point of view that I. I want I want bonsai and I want myself and everything that I do to be approachable and and have a connection with everybody everybody around the world whether 
you know, you want to look at um, just starting your bonsai journey or you want the, the very finest of detail to get something that's that's world-class. You know, that's that's sort of where I see myself that I don't put myself into an elitist category where I only talk at a certain level. And when I was thinking about the name of the podcast, I thought, well, really, it's going to be about anything. You know, it's going to be yeah. my thoughts. It's going to take someone that's maybe had a bit of a heartache with, with one of their bonsai where something's gone wrong you know, maybe a dog's ripped a branch off or it's died or whatever has happened, and I want them to be able to put on something like that and get reinvigorated and come back to it fresh and enthusiastic and, and never put their scissors into a box like I did and make sure that they mm. continue on the on the path. So, yeah, that's that's why it became bonsai stuff. Again, I've had a lot of, lot of opinions about what I should and shouldn't do with the name of it and where it should be positioned, but, yeah, I'm pretty happy with it. So, yeah. No, that's amazing. And I love, <laughs> yeah, I love the message behind it, just like making sure people keep following yeah. their passion for it. They don't give up and they get Definitely. enthused, like you said. That's so great. Well, the reach you, for it is massive because yes. I get I get messages all the time from people uh, every corner of the globe that, that listen to it mm. that just, you know, sometimes they reach out for an opinion or advice, but most times it's just to say, you know, you, you put a smile on my face, I love it. You know, it's, and so it's it's really nice that not only that it does that, but it, someone takes some of their valuable time and actually lets me know about it. It means that it obviously is hit a chord with people. So, yeah, yeah it's it's great. I love it. I love, I love the platform of the podcast. Yeah, that's amazing. Would you please now be able to speak on the link between bonsai lessons that apply to life? Yep. Yeah, this is something that I thought of because when I listened to your podcast for the first time, it was talking about how I, don't, I just chose a random one for some reason and mm-hmm. you first started talking about um, how imperfections can be something that makes something perfect. Yeah. And, um, yeah, there's plenty of others like don't leave for tomorrow what you should be doing today and yeah. Yeah, uh, make right. a plan and stick to it and stuff like that. And there's yeah, just all these things and I'm just going, this all applies to life. It does. So many other things outside of bonsai. It definitely does. So when I when I first, I'll, I'll come back to the life lessons. But when I first got involved in bonsai, one of the main reasons, I you know, stressful work, um, it was which is really common. Like I'm not I'm not unique in having a, a stressful life environment. You know, there's there's debt, there's there's social requirements for you. I was a new father. Um, you know, there's so much so much weight on your shoulders as an individual. Um, everybody everybody in our society has it. And I found, for me. A couple of things that I, I I found that I really enjoy. I enjoy surfing um, because I get to disconnect when I'm in the water. I enjoy running because again I get to disconnect and it's just about some some downtime for me. And bonsai is one of those things that I you you can't you can't work on a bonsai and have your brain thinking about something else because you're distracted and it, and when you're distracted it's not fair it's not fair to you but it's definitely not fair to the tree that's sitting in front of you that deserves your full attention so you know I found that I found that I did bonsai as a stress relief when I when I first got into it it was more that I could just stop the world from from invading my space for a little while and I could just focus on what was in front of me and there wasn't many other sort of hobbies or activities where I felt that. I was always a I was always a nature lover and always enjoyed gardening and 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 being outdoors and stuff like that. And bonsai sort of ticked a lot of boxes for me on that front. So so life lessons, you know, when um when I was thinking about the life lessons that apply, you know, the, the first one that comes to mind is patience. You know, when you can't you, you 
you can't rush bonsai. There's, that's one thing you cannot rush. You know, if you're if you think about other artistic mediums, then you know you can you can plow through making a ceramic, you know, a pot. You you can you can rush that as much as you want. Doesn't mean it's going to be a good pot. It just means that you can rush through it from from start to finish. But bonsai is about a series of building blocks that occur over decades, you know, and and it's not something that you have to say, well, my bonsai is going to be no good for the next 30 years. That's that's rubbish. Your bonsai is beautiful as it is now. You just keep building on it and making it better and better and every time. So so it really teaches you to draw breath and and get patience. And I was always, you know, I got I got told early in my career that I was a young man in a hurry because I never wanted to wait. I always wanted things to happen at a very, very rapid rate. And again, I'm not alone in, in thinking like that. A lot of people are like that. So I found I found patience was a great one. Um, planning is another one where you have to think about the future. You know, you don't just do what's in front of you right now. You think about actions you take now and how they're going to impact somewhere in the future. You know, whether it's how you uh, wire and style a branch. You know what? Where's that? Or if I make a cut here on a branch, what is that branch going to do in future? So you you're forward planning with things like like everyone needs to plan for the future in in daily mm-hmm. life. Um, yep. Dedication. That's that's a big one for me. Is that you know not just dedication to working on your trees, but you've got to go out there every day, a couple of times a day, and water your trees. You've got to be dedicated to fertilising them. You've got to be dedicated to their health and well-being. You know via by managing any pest and disease that that, that occur as well, um, there's so much so much to it that you know that I find that it's you, you're in a relationship effectively with the bonsai, and it's that dedication <laughs> to an, a long term outcome that you know that I, I find is a really good one. And also, the the most important one is you're putting something ahead of yourself. You know that's a, that's a really key life lesson that I've found that you know I might be lying in bed on a Sunday morning watching TV, having a coffee and go, geez, how good is this? I get to finally put my feet up for the week. But if my bonsais need water or, or, or something has to happen with them, then I've got to go and I've got to put them above my 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 person. So I find that that's, that's really good too, that, you know, overall that you're not just, it stops you being selfish, you know, because you have to think about someone else. It's like, you know, when you've got kids, you think, you know, your kids become more important than what you do at a certain point but until you've got until you have kids you really don't know that that's going to happen or should happen so yeah. um they're, they're probably some of the big life lessons i reckon that bonsai have taught me anyway yeah what was your favorite life lessons well, yeah there's lots the, in the podcast the, yeah there's there's plenty what, um, do you the, know imperfection the, the imperfection one yeah, the imperfection yeah, yeah i like that yeah well that's that that imperfection one came because everyone strives in a because bonsai is, bonsai is two things, and this is why I love it more than almost any other art form or any other hobby in the world because you've got the horticultural side of bonsai but you've got yep. the artistic side of it. Yep. So you can't have one without the other. If you've got a, mm-hmm. a beautifully designed tree that horticulturally is, is is not looked after and not maintained the way it should be, then the artistic side is going to last a couple of weeks and then it's dead. So yep. you need a strong horticultural foundation to be able to achieve your artistic designs with it so and everyone tries to get the artistic side to be perfect or what, whatever their vision of perfect is in their head but with with bonsai you know as as we get older um you know we tend to decay you know like things things probably don't work the way they should and and, and we suffer as we get older whereas in my opinion bonsai as they get older 
they get better. And and something on a very yeah. young bonsai that you look at that you think really that that doesn't look right or that's and that's in, that's that stops it from being perfect, so therefore becomes imperfection. Mm-hmm. As it gets older, it becomes a draw card to you to look at it and spend time yeah. with it because you go, you know, that's really unusual. So yes. age helps bonsai because they the imperfections become perfection. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the next question I had was around like the benefits of bonsais on mental health and well-being. You've kind of answered that a little bit around, you know, it's a way of meditation for you almost because yeah. you're just focusing on that and then it helps you put, you know, your felt it before someone else yeah. or yourself. Is there anything else you would want to add to that? There is. There is. I think um I think that there's a there's a, a lovely approach at the moment which I really love, which is this touching green, you know, like you know, for your Grounding, mental well being. Yeah. Getting your hand, yeah, getting your hands in the dirt. Um and just being being close to nature is is nice. You know, get away from screens of any kind and and just, you know, touch green is 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 lovely. And I think Bonsai provides that hands down. You know, I have um I run a lot of workshops and, and courses and stuff like that. And people come along not necessarily to um to to learn something like at the workshops, not necessarily to achieve anything. It's just simply to stop, spend time with their trees and actually touch them and work on them. Whereas, you know, they know when they're at home they've got they've got jobs to do. When they leave home and go to work, they've got jobs to do. Whereas when they come into a safe workshop, it's just purely about them focusing on their tree and touching green and 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 getting that relief that they that they long so i think from a mental health point of view that's great the the complete focus you know you it's it, it's therapeutic for your brain i think to 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 think about you know how something's going to work and how it's going to grow and and what's going to happen the consequences of doing or not doing something i think that's good for you um bonsais are outdoors so you spend a lot of time outside with his which is <laughs> that's lovely getting some fresh yeah. air and sunshine it's you know my, yeah. my favorite part of the day is when the sun's up and 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 there's blue skies and the birds are chirping outside and yeah. there's a gentle light spring breeze and i've got a coffee in my hand and i spend half an hour just walking around my trees it's you know life life seriously couldn't get much better than that is that your future as well yeah i think I hope so. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and it doesn't matter yeah. whether you've got a thousand bonsai or you've got you've got one or two, you know. So yes. people, yeah. you know, you can have a little courtyard that gets gets, you know, good sunlight and have mm-hmm. one or two bonsais out there and get a cup of tea and go and sit out there and just just spend five minutes. You know, yeah. honestly, just look at them for five minutes every day and make mm-hmm. that your meditation time or your your alone time with the trees. And and it, I swear to God, it, it makes so many people so happy, just that little bit of a bit of their day spent thinking about something other than themselves. So I think the, the yeah. walking around side of things is great. But also when you've when you've got this bonsai bug, you look at you look at trees in nature very differently. You know, yeah. you, you yeah. study them and you think, how could I how could I improve that tree? Or what if I cut mm-hmm. that off, what would this do? And it's really that's that's really common as well. But I also use it for, you know, if you go for a hiking now, going up into mountainous areas he's he's has got a completely different approach for me now because i look at things for inspiration you know you look at trees mm-hmm. and see how they've been flogged by the elements yeah. how do you still survive like how do you how do you as a, a being go on and, and continue to live for hundreds and hundreds of years with with that very small amount of dirt that you've got and and all that all that mother nature throws at you how do you continue going on so i, I use it as a real it's a reason for me to go and do things and get that that yeah. that, that 
inspiration, I suppose. Yeah, we went for a hike recently and I just kept stopping. She said, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm taking a photo of this gum tree. It's, it's amazing. <laughs> so yeah, I've got yeah. a whole bunch of photos of gum trees on my phone yeah, as inspiration for one day. So, yeah. That's awesome. I mean, that's, that's, that, I mean, we're at heart, we're all tree lovers. You know, anyone that yeah. loves bonsai <laughs> loves trees. You know, we don't, one of the one of the things I I think that when I first started bonsai, a um, a misconception I, I I felt and I believed was that bonsai was about restriction. It's always about holding things back. Like it's you know you put in a pot so it stops growing, you put bonsai wire in it so it stops it from growing. But the the honest reality is it's about giving the tree more than what it needs like excessively looking after it, loving it so much that you give it so much that it grows out of its skin. And when you, you put in a pot, you can control the, the roots and the way they grow to make them more efficient and stronger than what they would if they were in the ground. You know, you give it an optimal environment where it's going to grow a certain way almost guaranteed and you're providing food to it far more frequently than what a tree in the wild would get. So, therefore, it's going to grow a lot healthier. And when you wire a tree, you take it and horticulture you improve it. So if you've got two branches where one's shaded by another branch, you can wire it and move those branches apart so they both get equal share of sun and therefore you get a tree which is stronger to do what it has to do, photosynthesize to stay alive. So, so you know, that bonsai is about loving a tree so much that you're going to make it the best it possibly can be, not harm yeah. it. You're going, to, you're going to love it so it lives forever. Yeah, and I like that approach you have, like, um, when I was listening to your podcast about it's um, the health of the tree first. Yeah. Yeah, I love that because I'm, I'm a gardener and a horticulturist, so, like, yeah, that just was so good to hear. I'm like, yeah, yeah that's definitely the most important thing always. Yeah, it's always frustrating for people. I know when they come and see me and, like, they're, they're very fresh on their bonsai journey with me because I think, I think good bonsai is about a consistent path. You know, so not chopping and changing like I did early days and killing things. It's about being very, very consistent about what you do. And when people come and see me early on and their focus is purely the artistic side, like how do I make this beautiful, my first thing is, okay, let's talk about the roots of the tree. And they're like, well, what the hell has roots got to do with designing a beautiful bonsai? And, I, and you can't you can't maintain a beautiful, beautiful design bonsai without a very solid foundation for the tree. And if you spend a good 12 months focusing on the health of the tree, then the artistic side of it will come very, very quickly. Whereas if you go straight to the artistic side, then, then you know, you, you're more than likely to kill the tree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what would you say for someone like me who wants to begin bonsai? Because after hearing how happy it makes you <laughs> and seeing how passionate you are, I'm like, yeah, yep, I've got the bonsai bug. So okay. what's my first step? First couple of things I'd say is, Visit a bonsai nursery. Don't okay. ever look at acquiring a bonsai from a hardware store. That's mm-hmm. that's the worst yeah. thing. It's the most common <laughs> thing which happens, but it's probably the biggest mistake you'll make because, mm-hmm. you know, the tree that you acquire that, that will become a bonsai um, is often not in the condition it should be to be sold. So you're picking up something which is, you know, and things when they happen with bonsai happen very slowly. It's like a... And it's like a very slow spiral staircase. And they either go up the spiral staircase to get stronger or they go down the spiral staircase to get weaker and ultimately die. So often when you buy these things from the wrong wrong outlet, you'll find that they're already on that spiral staircase down and very little of the reason for them dying has to do with the person who's bought them from the store. Mm-hmm. So don't dishearten yourself by, by doing that. So go to a bonsai nursery, that's first up. 
Secondly, um, I would say the one of the biggest mistakes people first make when they get into bonsai is keeping them indoors. Bonsai are trees. They are no different to a tree that you have in your garden currently or a, a tree that you walk past in a park or or one that you see in a, on a clifftop somewhere in a mountain. They are all outdoors and they require all the elements, whether it's 100k an hour winds, whether it's hail, whether it's 40-degree temperatures. Bonsai need to be exposed to it just like all trees do. We care for them a certain way to make sure they live through those those elements, but they need exposure to those elements and keeping them inside is a guaranteed effort, a guaranteed way of ensuring that they're going to die sooner or later. Um, the third thing I, I think would be just do it, just start. You know, start mm-hmm. with bonsai. A lot of people are a bit scared to, to take that first step or put their toe in the water or or to, to go and get a tree because what if I kill it? You know, I can't keep my tomatoes alive or the pot plants outside died last summer. Whatever it is, there's always something, that hesitation. I would say, honest to God, just do it because taking that first step, it won't be the last. There'll be so many more steps after that, but just just putting your toe in the water as soon as you can. And when I say as soon as you can, you know, um, whether you're a, a five-year-old kid listening to this you know we've done i've done programs with primary schools and i've i do a, yeah. a, a continual education thing with year nine and year 10 uh boys school where i teach them bonsai and it's it's like you know if i could have That's kept so that bonsai great. alive that i had when i was five years old or 10 years old imagine what it would be like now and i hear that every day of the week but it makes no difference if you're 60 or if you're 80 take the first step you know just start your bonsai journey somewhere by doing it um the the last thing, or one of the, one of the last things, I'd say is 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 be consistent and get a get a good mentor or get someone that you can rely on for for valuable, reliable, consistent advice. That's the hardest thing that I found, um, mm-hmm. which is why ultimately I went offshore from Australia to to get it because no one was doing it at that point. There are really good people in the Australian bonsai community uh, in in all the states now, and we're all a we're all a very friendly bunch, and you know we're all very enthusiastic. And I would I would think that you know you can reach out quite easily over the internet to to speak to people mm-hmm. these days. And and like I said, I, I talk with people all around the world basically, and offer offer advice and and my opinion on things, whether it's wanted or not, I'll offer it. <laughs> but <laughs> but I think that that would be that that would be the four main things that um that I that that I'd suggest. And don't become disheartened if if. If things do go wrong, and they may, just just look at it as an opportunity for change. You know, mm-hmm. if if your bonsai gets blown off the bench and a branch breaks, well, it's an opportunity to redesign that tree. Don't look at it negatively and say that would have been the best branch in the whole world because I guarantee you, once you cut it off and come back two weeks later, you won't even know where it was. You'll just you just yeah. move on from things. So just stay positive with that. That's all. Awesome. Did you have any other questions that come to mind? Um, one, so many, but so many. <laughs> running out of time. <laughs> running out of time. Yeah, one I did want to ask is like you offer a lot to the community. You have mm. your podcasts. You will answer people's advice. You do the workshops online and in person. Yep. You do stuff with primary schools. You just said like, what is your favorite way to connect with the community? Um, to be honest, to be honest, I love it all. Um, and I don't just, I don't just say that I, I really try and focus on, on spreading it out because it's not, it's not about, um, the way that I want to communicate out. It's the way that people want to receive it in. 
So some people, you know, I was talking with, with, with a fellow yesterday who was in, in my workshop and he said, um, we were talking about something and he said, oh, I love your podcast. Oh, I can't wait for it to come out. When's the next one? What, what are you talking about and whatever else? And then we got talking about a tree and he looked at it in my yard and he goes, oh, that's beautiful. I haven't seen that before. And I said, oh, it was on two days ago. I put it on Instagram. He goes, oh, I don't use Instagram. So it was like, oh, okay, so how do, how do I reach you then? He goes, I only hear about you through the podcast. So, you know, some people don't listen to podcasts, but they, they're on Facebook or, you know, some people only go to YouTube and they don't listen to podcasts. So I try and make sure that I'm, I'm pretty consistently putting out positive, positive word on, on Bonsai out there. And I've I, I built my, I've, I've built myself and, and Bonsai Matsu on, on three things to inspire. So I always make sure that I put, put something beautiful forward um, that's attainable by people and and I inspire people to to think, well, I would love to have my bonsai look like Scott's, you know. Um, second thing is is I've built it on informing people. So education, that's a really strong platform for me to to not only show you the beautiful bonsai, but also say to you, hey, this is the path or this is how you get from there to, to that tree. So it's so it's inspire, inform. And the last one is involved because I don't want it to be just a one-way one way message. I try and get people to actively get involved with bonsai. So, you know, a lot of a lot of the learning that I do starts with, can you show me what to do? I show them. The next time when I when they've when they've evolved a little bit, it'll be, um, I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna do this. What do you think? And I go, yeah, that's right. And then the last phase of the evolution is look at what I've done. And it's, it's so good that uh, I've had so many people come through my, my workshop over the last seven or eight years and every single person has done that. And that's the way that I really encourage through positivity is, you know, don't just don't just sit back and, and, and be a sponge. Actually be a sponge and do something with it and take those steps on your own. So mm-hmm. it's, you know, I, I feel that I, I sort of I'm building a stronger bonsai community with people that are getting a positive message and and. and a, a very consistent approach to how to look after their trees. So, yeah, I do do a lot of stuff with with a lot of people, and it's um, it's great. So, my my message simply is that I'll I'll keep communicating. If something pops up tomorrow that is a new way we can, as human beings, talk to each other about bonsai, and I can I can share my passion and love for it, and hopefully give a, a spark of that or a seed of that to someone else, and they can then grow it themselves. Then mm-hmm. I'll 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 jump on that as well. Yeah, and I definitely think that's true just from the way we organise this. You were, like, so ready to do it. You're like, yep, let's go. I was like, yes, thank you. Any Any questions? Last chance. Uh, There doesn't have to be. All you have to do is just keep listening to the podcast, mate. There'll be lots of stuff coming up. I think so, yeah. I definitely will be listening in the future, so... Yeah, that's great. Yeah, we had a look on your website as well. You have some really good bonsais for sale at the moment. They're amazing. yeah. Yeah, bonsai sales is not something that I do a lot of, but it's more that I offer it because I get asked a lot as well um, for, for customers. And sometimes it's a source of frustration for people that they, they're they like, yeah, well, you show me, you, you teach me, but you don't let me sort of get me in. So that's <laughs> something that I've recently just opened the door up on a little bit as well. I'm not going to open up completely to, to offer everything. I don't want to be a bonsai nursery. That's that I'm really clear about. I don't, I definitely yeah. don't want to become a bonsai nursery. No, um, you're giving people even better the tools to be yeah. their own builder. Yep. And, yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. That's, that's what I enjoy. And that's what, um, that's what I love. That's where I get, that's where I get my passion from is, is seeing people 
sort of develop and grow themselves and and become more confident and and see their trees like I see I've seen the same bonsais come through this workshop every every couple of months for the last seven years and and seeing where they were and those people where they were when they started the journey with me to where they are now it's it's so so satisfying yeah amazing awesome well, can you share with people how they can get in contact with you, your social media, your website, and any other way? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so so my website is bonsaimatsu.com, not .au, it's just .com. You can um, you can get a lot of the links through there. But if you have a look for me on um, on Instagram or Facebook via Bonsai Matsu, so that's M-A-T-S-U, uh, you'll find me there. And also on, on YouTube, if you subscribe to my Bonsai Matsu YouTube channel, there's a there's a wide range of um, instructional uh, videos up there, but there's also some that I call the progression series, which are just purely uh, bonsai taking a step forward and whatever that involves, whether it's repotting, whether it's pruning, whatever it is. So there's there's some um, educational stuff, but there's also some informative, uh, informative, enjoyable stuff that you'll see coming on the on the website there. And the podcast is called Bonsai Stuff. So if you, um, I think it's. Uh, I'm not sure. I haven't actually looked, but I think it's one of the only bonsai podcasts in Australia. So, yeah. if you just search for any of the podcast <laughs> platforms, you'll um, you'll see it there. And I try and be very consistent with my output across all of the mediums. So, if you want a bonsai fix on a regular basis without being hounded to death, then um, then then sign up and 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 you'll see it come flooding through. When is the and next the other- podcast? The I'm running pod- out of I'm running out of good podcasts, isn't too while I'm trimming you know, edges at work. <laughs> I actually I actually saw someone this morning and um, he grabbed me and said, you know, my my drive I've moved I bought a house I've got this new bonsai area and I said, oh, how long does it take to get to work now? And he goes, it's just over an hour and ten minutes. And when's the next podcast coming out? I've run out. So it's like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. So yeah. now the podcast will be coming if it's not um, if it's not the next couple of days, it's going to be very quick. But I'd think you you might you might be surprised how quick it's going to come out. Yes, yeah, sometimes. Okay. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Awesome. I've got um. I've, again, it's one of those things where I don't want to um to plow. I I I personally don't enjoy things coming out almost every day. I like it where there's a bit of a break and there's a, a, yeah. an expectation for something. So yes. I try and make it that I stay relevant, but I give people a bit of a break as well. Um, yeah, no, and for I, you as well, you kind of want to do it when you feel that inspiration spark rather than it just being more routine definitely. and like a chore type thing. That's right because I think it comes yeah. across, you know, when it's when it's mundane or it's bland or you're doing it because, you know, the calendar says, hey, do a podcast, yeah. it comes across to people. And, you know, for me, Bonsai, with, with starting – to be a full-time bonsai professional with Bonsai Matsu, my golden rule is don't make it feel like work. If it feels like mm-hmm. work, then I'll then I'll change things. So the podcast is exactly That's the amazing. same. I do it while yeah. I love it, and and the passion hopefully soothes soothes people into you know maybe maybe making uh, making some good decisions with their bonsai. Yeah. For sure. All right, we'll leave it there. Thank you so much again for coming on the show. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Awesome. Thank you, Scott. All right. <laughs>